again, ladies and gentlemen. This is Cheapskate Computing for the Frugal Technology Consumer. I'm your host, Brome, and I'm having a lovely commute home. And this is part of my mini-series on acquisitions. And by mini-series, I just decided that, you know, with the advent of the dumper, dumpster diving episode, I could continue a little bit more about how to get computers for a low cost. So, let's begin. This episode is about auctions, yard sales, and flea markets, which are basically a good way to pick up computing devices on the used market. And the first thing I would like to say for all of these modes of receiving information is caveat emptor. First of all, you're not the one that bought the original specification on this device, so therefore it's not customized to your needs, it's customized to somebody else's needs. Um, even if it's a mass market device that you normally would have bought, well, somebody else got to it first. So warranties are generally a concern. But the real big thing is not to get taken on price. Um, for example, at an auction, which is the first part of our episode here, I once purchased webcams. And compared to a similar spec webcam that I was looking to get that my work was using, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'll just buy these. I'm getting a good number of webcams cheaper than I would be able to purchase them through other means. Well, I didn't do my research, and I will harp on this point later. But because I didn't do my research, I paid double what I could have gotten the exact same webcam for. Because this webcam was comparable to the ones we were using at work. But the exact same webcam was available on Amazon for half the price. I ended up giving some away, selling some at the price I should have paid, so I still ended up taking like a $100 loss. Um, it was a very expensive lesson, and one I recommend you don't repeat. You know, learn from others' mistakes, in this case, mine. So, caveat emptor, do your research. Um, so let's talk about auctions. Most of my auction experience, beyond having giving the, old, uh, the odd estate auction and attending the odd furniture auction, is every six months the university in the home in my hometown where my parents still live has a salvage auction they have a like a salvage department of this university that sells things that the university leased or purchased that are no longer useful to the university but are still quite good so it's a way for the university to recoup some of their investment some of their money and the salvage is open year-round um, but the auction they bring in the, the seller here, the, the salvage people, bring in a, an auction company. And the auction company merges the university's leftover inventory with the auctioneer's inventory. And they do reclaiming and off-lease and hardware disposal and that type of thing from companies around the area. I met these uh, folks down in Maryland and they go up to New York and to Erie and that type of thing. This is all centered in Pennsylvania. So basically, you're getting the best of both worlds. You're getting the salvage from the university, and you're getting the auctioneers, and you're all getting it in one convenient place. When you go to an auction, obey the rules and understand how they work. Uh, this auction, like many, there's an item put up for bid. Bids start at a certain price. If nobody bites, they go lower, which really irritates the auctioneers, but it's pretty much predictable. Um, somebody bids, and then the auctioneer keeps trying to get higher and higher bids until there is no other competitor. 
the highest bidder has a choice to how many items they want. If there are, say, three computers put up as a lot, the high bidder can take one, two, or three, and they get their choice. The next person in line was the back bidder, and this auctioneer company only does one back bidder. The back bidder will get their next pick, and if there's any left over, the seller has the option, may or may not take it, to offer the rest up to anybody else who wants one at the, the bidder's price. So generally, if you want something, you're going to have to be high bidder because you have no clue if somebody is going to grab all six systems. A lot of system builders and computer resellers come to these auctions. So if you want a computer and you only want one and there's a lot of six and somebody's really bidding against you, they might be a reseller that wants all six. And even if you're the back bidder, you will not get one. But to that end, you can get caught up in the moment. I overpaid for the webcams, but I was also going up against somebody else. The ironic point is I was really excited about these webcams, man, and I was like, yeah, I'm getting a good price on these things, and so I was like, yeah, I can go higher, I can go higher, I can go higher, yeah, this isn't a big deal. Well, it was a big deal, as I found out later, because I didn't do my research. And so you cannot get caught up in the emotional moment. You have to detach yourself emotionally from the purchase that you are making. And you have to look at it from a logical perspective of, is this a good price? How many of these items am I going to buy? What am I going to use them for? Etc., etc. And I thought I had done that research, and it turns out I was incorrect. So one of the resources that you can use is a lot of auctions will give prospective buyers a time to come in earlier before the auction starts. Let's say the auction's 5 to 9 or 5 to 10. Maybe it'll open up at 4 o'clock and the public can come in and just tour and explore and see what's there. Um, most, In the case of these computer auctions, the systems are turned on. They're booted to, in this case, like DOS, you know. The monitors are running some silly demo program to make so that you can see there's no dead pixels and things like that. But they're really basic displays. And you can sort of look at the items and research them and look at the model numbers and call people. If the auction is a casual environment, you have the option to get on the phone and call somebody. Uh, it's kind of hard to do that while bidding is going on because it's very loud. But you can call somebody during this window and have them look things up for you. If you don't have a smartphone with internet access yourself, you have a phone, a cellular phone, you can just call somebody. Otherwise, you're going to have to go with your knowledge and your skills and your wiles. I always liked backup. So to that end, um, if you're going to get things at auctions, know honestly that some of the useful life has been taken out of these devices, like any secondhand sale, and that your warranty is generally either as is or maybe sometimes you'll get 30 days. But that's, you know, you know as most secondhand sales, sales are going to be, unless you get like a certified reseller and you're looking at a short warranty, you are buying something at face value test it, look at it, see if the, uh, the seller will let you boot uh, a live CD of something you want to run on it, that type of thing. The other thing I will say about auctions is bring water, because water is expensive there, bottled water, and bring some foods, at least something to eat. At this auction, they sell food because they want their public to be happy and healthy, but and it's usually not a very high price, but by bringing your own food, you have more money to spend on the things you want. However, you know, it's also a cheap meal if but you should not be hungry. You should be satiated. 
but not overly full. You're looking to, you know, use your brain power, brain cycles to evaluate the items that are being sold. So that's a big thing. And that sort of ends our auction segment. So I'm going to get on to the other portion of secondhand sales I wanted to talk about today on this commute home, which was yard sales and flea markets. And different parts of the company, country call them different things. You know, tag sales or garage sales, that type of thing. They're all sort of the same thing. This is a private seller. And I'll talk about yard sales first because flea market can mean a couple different things. So yard sale is a private seller. Somebody just puts a bunch of stuff in their yard, puts price tags on it, and says, here, show up. It's usually a Saturday morning thing. I have friends that are really big into yard selling. Spend their Saturday morning going around looking for deals. And you can find some really good stuff. But in terms of technology, it's a little harder to find things. Computer systems are a little tougher to find simply because everyone is concerned about their data. I recommend DBAN for that. And I will say that over and over again. I really like DBAN, even though it only boots on i386 machines. I think they have a PowerPC build finally. Tough to say. Um, but wiping the disk is very important important even if you have to offer to do it in front of the person and you sort of wonder you know why they want to trust people or not they're selling an item but they don't they want to make sure that it doesn't go in the wrong hands which is kind of weird but I don't see it a lot and the other reason I don't really see it a lot is because where I live there's electronics recycling facilities and where my parents live there's electronics recycling facilities so a lot of things go straight to the scrap heap instead of being sold to second parties or third party. Well, sold to you, yes, yeah, so second parties. The first thing to know about the uh, yard sales and flea markets is that you do actually have an opportunity. You don't really, with an auction, I mean, you can kind of get this, but you can ask the seller. You have some time to interview these people, power on an item, test an item. There's, there's more one-on-one -on -one interaction. Use it to your advantage. You're trying to get the most for your money and your time. You're talking to one seller. It's not... They're not an auctioneer where you're having to grab a lot of time slice from them before everything goes out. But So you have some time, and usually there's not too much mobbing at the booth or the, the person's yard. So you can ask the power things on. You can ask the test. You can ask them why they're selling it. You can ask them what they liked about it. You can ask them what they disliked about it. Um, take advantage of that because I don't think I've ever been to a yard sale where I could get a refund. All sales are final, just like with auctions. The other thing is that your opportunity is fleeting with a private yard sale. You know, it's it's going to be run Saturday, and that's all you get. Maybe Sunday, maybe Friday, but if you don't buy it when you see it, somebody else is going to get it. And again, like I say with auctions, you have to emotionally disconnect yourself from that reality. You have to say, okay, if I never came here, I would have never seen this. Yes, I must. I might really like this item. I might really like this device, but somebody else will get to it. There was a Dell laptop. Didn't even boot, I don't think. I think it had a hardware or a motherboard issue. It would have been nice to rip apart for parts that somebody was selling for like $5. I don't know. It was a fairly recent laptop, but it just had BIOS issues. And I didn't even get a chance to look at it because by the time I got down there, it had been sold. And it's fine. You just have to let these things go. And, and to that end, you can haggle at yard sales. You don't want to pay 10 bucks for that, but you'll you'll give them 8 or 5 or 750 do it. If especially if it's late in the afternoon, you may be able to get a bit of, you know, it's, I dude, I just want this out of my house. It's not worth that much to me. I'd rather have the space. That sort of thing. 
or you can say, you know, I'll take it for five, and they may come back to you and say, no, I want more for it, but at least you asked. Um, my mother-in-law can haggle with pretty much anybody. I'm not very good at it. My wife's actually fairly good at it. I make her do the haggling when we do shared purchases. So to the end, the only thing I've really found computer-wise at a yard sale was there was some like Windows 95 computer years and years ago for $50. We didn't even bite. It was so far priced out of our range. And looking back on it, sure, I should have offered 25 or 20 for it. Maybe you've gotten it. Even then, I may have just issued 10, but people were throwing out better, so I didn't even bother. Um, I picked up a Power Mac with a four-digit model number for $2. Keyboard, mouse, video. It turned out that it was a terrible machine to run Linux on because it was a new bus Power Mac, but that's really neither here nor there. It had a lot to do with the fact that the kernel that supported the processor was one kernel, and the kernel that had all the drivers in it for the motherboards was another kernel because it was the Mac 68K type motherboard with a PowerPC processor. It was one of those odd ducks that really only got supported by Apple. And on now to flea markets. And flea markets are kind of weird because, you know, anybody can show up and buy a booth for $25 and run a day. But some flea markets that I've been to have permanent stalls or permanent booths. They may only be open a couple days a week, but the same sellers are always there. In fact, I think they leave their stuff there and lock it up. Traffic's a little slower at these items. They're generally a little lower rent. You might be able to haggle a little bit more, but at the same time, it'll be there next week. So you can come look at something, take down a serial number, and go, Oh, I actually like that, because you spent a week on their internet researching it and comparing prices. And then you can come back a much more informed consumer. That being said, you're going to have a lot less luck haggling, because instead of being a private seller, it's just somebody who makes a living selling these things at a flea market. It's the same sort of thing. It's a secondhand sale. They may know things about it, they may not know things about it, and they may do their own testing, especially if they have a lot of computer parts at this booth, and they may not at all. It's really a mixed bag, and you're going to have to try your luck, but the thing is that the monetary cost, the cost to get in and, and buy a piece of hardware from one of these sellers is a lot cheaper than buying it new. But at the same time, you do pay for it a little bit. And you sort of lose that customizability. You lose the shiny new features. But you're getting something cheap. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net. So head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.